right, episode five. We're going to just hop right into it. Uh, everybody knows right now is a pretty big epidemic. <laughs> Uh, the coronavirus going on right now. So the NBA decided to, you know, send out a memo basically to the rest of the league that because of how serious it is, that possibly it might be the games will only have the staff present for the games. So LeBron's the first person really to speak out. And LeBron basically said he's not playing unless fans is there. So he, I quote, we play games without the fans. Nah, that's impossible. I am playing. I ain't playing if I ain't got the fans in the crowd. That's what I play for. I play for my teammates and I play for the fans. That's what it's all about. So if I show up to an arena and there ain't no fans in there, <laughs> I ain't playing. They can do what they want to do. If y'all was in this situation, y'all getting paid, y'all getting millions, y'all going to sit out or y'all going to actually play? I mean, you get paid to play, so I think... That's what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to go out there and play. But from the fans' perspective, I just think that hopefully they would get their money back if they're going to do it where they play games without fans mm-hmm. in the stands. But other than that, I mean, you got to take precaution because you see what's happening over the con- all across the country is people dying out here. I look at it from a different stance. If because it's LeBron speaking. It's not like, you know. The 15th man. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's, LeBron has to be the martyr. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, nah, I'm not playing. So him saying that, it's going to be like, everybody's going to be like, you know, no, nah, like, I'm not playing either. You know what I'm saying? If it was just, you know, uh, Austin Rivers, per se, or whatever, like, nobody would really be standing behind him. Like, oh, yeah, I'm not I'm not going to play either. No, nah, it's LeBron talking, you know? So. I mean, I look at it a different perspective right there. You just mentioned it, right? Mm-hmm. So. LeBron, well off, right? not really lacking money, not needing to play. He can never play again the rest of his life. It's five generations after him covered for. Mm-hmm. You the 15th player in the league on that team, or you just got up there from the G League, you need this paper. Hold, hold up. We not playing. I need this money. I don't get paid unless I play. You're right. How would you view that? If you not in LeBron's situation, you not <laughs> – Financially set like that. Well, they're gonna they're gonna play, but I mean it. It's no, it's not gonna be nobody there though. Like, I need the check though. Yeah, they no, nah, but LeBron already spoke out. Now it's it's something gonna happen now. Something gotta something gotta be changed. Fans do make a difference because like they cheer you on. You feel me? Like mm-hmm. you you make a bucket and. What they doing, they, they cheering you on. Or if you had a away game and you had a free throw line, what they doing, they born. So they make a difference in the game is what I'm trying to say. So uh, I, I kind of do understand where LeBron coming from. But I do understand where you coming from too as well with the 15th man on the, coming off yeah. the bench. Like they, they got to make a name for themselves. Exactly. And then just another aspect to look at it, the business side though. Of the NBA. If we let people come to a Lakers game, for example, God forbid, somebody that got Corona, right? Coronavirus. Let's say LeBron get it. That's the face of y'all league. So, if we decide a couple games, four or five games, you know we got to refund these people the money. Da 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 da. Cool. 
that's not much of a financial loss than if let's say LeBron get it. That's the product right there. You losing more money in the end. You can't really afford as a business to have your star players getting sick. Yeah. So that's a business decision too, where it's a different aspect to look at it. I mean, we've kind of seen it already, like magic. What what happened like thirty years ago? He had to. You know. Did you just compare the coronavirus to HIV? I, I mean, mean, I get what he's saying I mean, though, because right. right now it's new. We don't know that much about it. We know that it's contagious, so you got to take all the precautions to not. Clearly, let... it's not the same, but people are dying from it. People die from <laughs> HIV all the time. So, am I tripping? Like, no, nah, because I feel like, like when you up in like professional in a professional setting and like. You know, like you said, it, it was Magic Johnson. So, like, I feel like the doctors for the NBA or whatever, they had, like, the money and they had enough resources to, you know, mm. do the research and be like, you know what? This Magic Johnson. It's not who, who whoever, some other no-name point mm. guard from back in the day. Like, so, I mean, if LeBron caught it, I'm pretty sure it would be, like, so many people in NBA trying to be like, you know what? No, nah, LeBron can't die. We, we got we to gotta find a cure and we got to find it now. Because if, if he go, then, then we, I don't know who else we want to promote, like, besides him. be the face of the league. Yeah, man. right. Perfect face of the league, man. But speaking of things going haywire, we got to talk on it uh, to what our main Knicks fan here. For those that don't know – Spike Lee had trouble basically getting to his seat. They said that the area he was coming in was closed off. The team actually said that they emailed him, they called him to let him know that he couldn't enter in that entrance anymore. And basically gave him a bunch of hell to get his seat. Spike Lee got so upset, he's like, I'm not going to any more Knicks games for the rest of the year. Give a little perspective, something happened with Charles Oakley, the same thing. And they had to escort him out. And it wasn't really an escort. They got violent security. What is going on with the Knicks organization? What are y'all thoughts on James Dolan as an owner? This is something that seems like a continuing thing that's happening. If fans say, yo, you're not good owner, you get escorted out the game, you get two-year bans and whatnot, just because I don't like how how you're doing your job. I get it, he's the owner, but... What's your thoughts on it? Especially you as a Knicks fan. Y'all don't seem like y'all going anywhere further when you have Dolan as the owner. I mean, it's tough because with Dolan here, since he's been running the organization, it's kind of been a downhill spiral in a way. And, you know, he hired Steve Stout to help build the brand up again. But then he says some stuff about the coach and then they – put out a PR statement recanting that and then this happens. So it's like it's it's, it's just crazy. <laughs> it's crazy because it's like Spike Lee is the biggest Knicks fan that we have in the city. It's like Jack Nicholson or Nicholas uh, for the, the Lakers. Lakers. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we wouldn't do that to Jack. Mm-mm. But <laughs> that's a different organization, different conversation, but you know. Mm. And maybe maybe the the league steps in. I mean, I don't it's think tough, the league's gonna step, really step in. But in like you said, done anything. like you said with Spike Lee, the stat came out the other day. Over his thirty year fandom of a, being a Knicks, he spent two million dollars there. This is how you treat somebody that spends that amount of money. 
I saw a quote by Charles Oakley, which I think is uh, something good to say to give context. He said, it's a plantation over there. It's got to be stopped. The NBA has to has to take a look at this. What can even be done, though? He's the owner. I mean, that's extreme. I don't think you can compare that to a plantation. But why not? You don't see what's going on inside. We don't see what's going on inside there. Yeah, but I don't think James Dolan's out here. James know. Dolan is a hater. <laughs> He's a hater, man. Happens what happened to Oakley. These these are people who you know are actually putting their work for the Oakley, Spike Lee, Spike Lee like the face of the Knicks. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that is a diehard Knicks fan, like. And even beyond the Spike Lee like situation, who? like look at the fans, just by saying "Yo, James Dolan" or they chant, "Sell the team," you get a, a year ban. You get banned for life for saying that. Exactly. Well, maybe they'll look into it if the whole stadium or whole arena is chanting sensitive the hater. Team. He a hater, man. Because he can't throw the whole arena out. That's how he makes his money. But but that's the thing. If they already there and they chant, he te- you know he technically could just throw them out. I already got y'all money. Yeah, he could. But then those people won't come back and keep spending their money and giving it to them. That's the thing, though. Y'all keep spending y'all money. James Dolan ain't changed. James Dolan has been the same owner for the longest. You guys have you have been literally an organization of mediocrity. Mm. <laughs> and it starts at the head top. I won't hear nothing from a Timberwolf. That's... <laughs> That's beside the point. They've been bottom feeders for years since they yeah. they started. But our, our owner wouldn't throw KG out the game if he came. Hey, but y'all haven't retired his number. Why Boston retired at first? Yo. Honestly, y'all said we were that. Talking about the y'all Knicks. said that last week, and I was thinking about it. And it could be the fact, the simple fact that he won with us and not the Timberwolves. Cause oh yeah, I'm a Celtics mm-hmm. fan by the way. I like the Celtics, I like the Eagles, I like okay. Duke Blue, I like Ohio State. <laughs> But that's the thing. Could you blame him now? What? For going to Boston. Oh, no, no. He wanted to win. Right. And you got the organization. No, I'm again, for that. Neither y'all really could talk on good organizations. They didn't provide him with, with backup, the tools yeah. to, to win a championship. Who he had? Latrell? Latrell. He ended up leaving. Sam Vassell yeah. left. Marbury left. And that was at the end of their career anyway. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the uh, best Latrell was doing at that point was choking the coach out. You feel yeah. me? Like, <laughs> they could have signed Johan and got more help. That's mm. a fact. But you would have left too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I would have left. Depending on nah, nah, I ain't gonna go there. <laughs> wow. But speaking of leaving and cause for concern, which is your organization for the Knicks for the longest, does anybody have any cause for concern with the Rockets and their small ball lineup? How they not playing a sensor. They have not been having success as of late. One of the biggest things, they did have a very bad game recently, and they lost tonight to Charlotte. What are your thoughts? Do you have any cause for concern? Is it just a bump in the road? They'll be fine when the playoffs come. What's your thoughts on it? Any cause for concern? You need a traditional big man. I mean, you you need. I'm not saying he has to be a star or something like that, but that small ball running gun. I don't I don't see that working, especially in the West. 
I don't see it working. Um, I wish we had a breakdown of like all the like centers in the West right now. Like, what is it? We got JaVale McGee, got Anthony. Lakers got like, it's like all seven. I mean, all, all seven, seven footers, footers. You know, so mm-hmm. something that I heard a lot of Rockets fans and people that support them saying though, mm-hmm. if you watch Clippers games, they play small ball too. Zubox starts mm-hmm. the game and then they send him down. Yeah, Montrez finishes. But it, yeah, Montrez finishes. But if they need somebody with some size in there, they have somebody, right? Hey, the Houston got Mont- size too. And Montrez is what six eight, six six eight, six, six nine, six nine. He played big, yo. He, he played. Play, big. He plays big. But Houston, they have a seven footer. They just not playing him. Yeah, Tyson Chandler sitting on the bench. Inactive, yeah. Like so. I mean, you still got Rudy Gobert to worry, worry about in Utah. You got OKC. You got Stephen Adams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like. That, that's in more. Dallas, they don't really have a traditional big man, but you got Porzingis in there that's seven, seven three. foot, yeah, seven three, three exactly. Memphis, you got Jaron Jackson Jr. over there. Mm-hmm. If the Blazers make it in, you said. What's your thoughts on it, Nurkic? My opinion, my thoughts on it. I mean, they on a three game losing streak right now, currently. Um, I know, like Giannis was saying after the All Star game that the main game plan was to go directly at Harden. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw some stats out there. Right now, Harton has defended a league-high 101 post-ups this season, only allowing, though, 0.60 points per session on 29.5 shooting, 29.5% shooting, which is tied for the best against post-ups in the league. So that's even with big men. He's up there. I think he's had the stigma that he don't play D, but he really does. Now he's been playing D as of lately. He plays D according to, you know, we looking at the stats. Stats don't lie. Do I think it's going to work when it comes time for the playoffs? Nah. I just don't trust D'Antoni. Mm. Because the Clippers kind of play small ball too. I just don't trust D'Antoni. D'Antoni will get you a 74-win season. Mm-hmm. And when the playoffs come, it somehow always falls apart. And he's not a defensive mind. And coach. you know this as a Knicks fan. So... My opinion on it, it looked nice. Would they win a championship this year? No. Being that it's the Lakers and the Clippers in this same, they're going to have to see one of them, and I don't see them beating either of them. What's your thoughts on it, Miles? Uh, <laughs> I just think that it was working at first because nobody was prepared for it, but – now that when you simplify it, just put a big man out there. and I can't really board with them. Like, they got P.J. Tucker mm-hmm. running center for them. He's not grabbing boards over Rudy Gobert or Dwight or any of those people like that. So I just think playing Tyson Chandler might help a little bit, but I don't know if he has anything left in the tank. That might be why they're not playing him. I think it's because it's D'Antoni, and he's really trying to get this small part of work. The thing is, you mentioned the Lakers, right? Lakers fan, I keep it a stack. The last time they played the Lakers, which is, I think, what their mindset is for the Rockets, hey, we're going to make y'all flinch and change y'all lineup first before we do. And typically, most teams end up changing it because the Lakers only played Dwight and JaVale the last time they met for 20 minutes total for both of them. So, and they end up winning that game. So, if you end up flinching and they don't stick to being, you know, and with a postman, it might work out. We'll see. Another team that we might have concerns for 
are the Bucks, who currently is a one-game losing streak. But recently, earlier this week, they did lose terribly to the Heat on March 2nd, 105 to 89. With this loss, something else that you know you might want to look at. Greek Freak only had 13 points. He was 6 for 18 from the field. Also, this was the lowest amount of points the Bucks scored this year. Do you have any concerns for the Bucks in the playoffs when it comes? I think so. I mean, like you saw, Bam is probably the most athletic guy on that team, and he can play D from like one to five. Mm. So I, I think if they played in the series, it would be tough because Bam's going to be on them. And he's got the speed and the length to keep up with them. So no, you might not. So you say, so you saying the Heat are knocking the Bucks out? That's not what I just said. No, no, no. See, he always I'm, take I'm, it. It's hey. here. He take it Yo, here. It's no, it's no middle ground with me. I'm trying to see what you're saying right now. I'm not saying that because there's you, other so aspects. What you, so what are you saying? But I'm saying that they have the prescription to defeat Giannis <laughs> and the Bucks. So you don't take into fact. I'm gonna give you this stat. Okay. Which it probably won't matter nothing to you, but <laughs> Greek Freak went 1 for 10 with Bam as the primary defender and 0 for 7 when he contested the shots. Oh, let me guess. He went, He went. what'd you say? What'd you say, 1 for 10? 1 for 10. Oh, because he, he has no skill? That's not the question. Okay, okay. That's a stat <laughs> right. to point out to you. Okay. I just wanted to hit on the topic from last week. That's nah, we know saying. he can't shoot. That's my point right there, proven. But that don't phase you at all that. He was able to do that, and somebody that you don't even have on your radar as a valid player. <laughs> I didn't say all that. I didn't say all that. Because right now I'm taking Bam over Towns. Hot take. What? Yeah. I, Yo, like, that's that. a, I like that take. That's that's a good argument. I can't even lie. I like that take. What? That's a, very that's a topic for another day. <laughs> we can talk talking, about it next week. You're you talking crazy. Good. Okay. Um, I mean, hey, so, so Bam. Come with your stats next week. So Bam, <laughs> so Bam gives uh, Giannis trouble. Okay, but I still don't see. I don't see the Heat beating. I don't see the Heat beating the Bucks in the playoffs. Still, do you have any concerns for the Bucks at all in the playoffs? Um, being that, just to give you perspective on it, the reason why some people have concerns, this is what happens in the playoffs. How the Heat defended the Bucks. That's mm-hmm. how teams typically defend the Bucks in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They struggle. Next thing you know, they're out of the playoffs. Yeah. For them to be on the pace this year to possibly win 65 to 70 games, nothing else but a finals trip is supposed to be the final destination for them. You're right. So with that being the case, that the Heat, a less talented team on paper, was able to do this to them, does it cause any concern for the playoffs? If it's not the Heat, any other team that it might cause this concern? Mm, maybe. Mm. I mean, concern, yeah, but I still see them. You still I see still them going to the yeah. finals? Yeah. Any cause for concern? For uh, Milwaukee? Yeah. On a little path? Hold on. Uh, so I had the playoff tree up there. They they see the magic in the first round. They're going to see magic in the first round and would see Miami in that second round if the seeds stay the same. Miami probably get bounced. I don't know, man. That's that's like that's a good matchup. Like, yeah. I think Miami would give the Bucks some problem. 
I would definitely be cause for concern uh, because this is the we've seen this before with the Bucks when it comes to the playoffs. If a team really locks in defensively on them and can get back in transition and limit Giannis, Giannis is going to get his points. He's going to do what he got to do, especially in a seven-game series. It's going to be one or two of them games, Giannis, 35, 15, 18, and 12. You're going to see that here and there. Mm-hmm. But remember, you got to do this four games to win. Right. I personally have a cause for concern for them just because the Heat were able to do this. I think personally, my opinion, Miami is a dark horse in the playoffs. I see Miami making some noise. Right now they're the fourth seed. They three and a half games back behind Boston. I don't think they're going to get to that third seed, but being that they'll be the fourth seed, that first round they're going to get home home court. Fifth seed right now is Indiana, who's kind of coming on. Victor Oladipo is back, but they did lose Jeremy Lamb. I don't see them beating Miami in that first round. And then they see the Bucks that second round. I think it's really going to be a good playoff series. That probably will go to seven. Do y'all see Miami? We already know your thoughts. Right. Miami as a dark horse, possibly, with Jimmy Butler, Iguodala's been there as being a dark horse in the playoffs. Anything can happen in the playoffs. So... Like someone who has experience, like Jimmy Butler, that that helps. But the Heat have been here before. Like they got a, a coach who's won a few championships, and he's been around the block a little bit. So I think he he's going to be ready for mm-hmm. for the playoffs, and he'll have a game plan for the the Bucks if it comes down to that. Like they first got to beat the team they play in the first round, but if they make it past there, I, I think they got a good shot. Yeah, I don't see a concern of Indiana though, as a concern. I mean, that's Vic, just Vic that's is it. coming back. If he's healthy, it's tough. It's no, tough. You could still score score on him though. Like as as much as he scores, you could still score on Old Depot. And then like looking at the Heat and the Bucks, like you look at their rosters and like you go both match the rosters up like player with player. It's just and. The the Heat are like they really are kicking up because Duncan Robinson's his name right? He yep. just he just broke he's a, a record. Yeah, he's a, he like he had a uh, Clay Thompson type game. He had nine threes, one dribble, and that one dribble he dribbled out to the three point line. Mm. My man came off the screen, caught at the free throw line, said whoop, See that, and division, then took a three. <laughs> division three player, right? Came division yeah, division three player. Joker mm. can shoot, but that goes again to what I said a couple weeks ago. I will never count out not only Spolstra, but Pat Riley in their organization. They really do their research. And they got Iguodala, too. And Iguodala, but they really do their research. Uh, Duncan Robinson, that wasn't on anybody's mm-hmm. radar. Yeah. All right. Kendrick Nunn, balled out at the beginning of the year, you know, still trying to, I guess he's hitting that rookie wall, but they scouting organization, the, the people in the scouting department? Mm-hmm. Them jokers. Because Tyler Hero was a perfect fit, too. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Tyler, exactly. Him and Jimmy match up perfect. Exactly. Because you could have, for example, you could have an option to draft a, this draft, a LaMelo ball, right? Or you can draft my man from Seton Hall, Miles Powell. Now, of course, everybody's going to be like, yo, take LaMelo ball. But you're a team who works with the team. Mm-hmm. And that's where the Heat always, it seems like they make that right decision. Like, all right. 
we got this player. Yeah, everybody's saying he's better. Boom, boom, higher, higher ceiling. And this before they, you know, I'm like, all right, Pat Riley, we definitely gonna get a star here. Let me get some good role players that know they role that can step up. I really see them being a problem. That's just me. Speaking of some problems, things changing, things being different. My segment right here where we talk about the bench mob player, bench mob team of the week. Uh, this guy is not somebody that really is, per se, an underdog or overlooked. But he did come off an injury. He uh, had some pretty solid, solid years when he was in New York. But as of late, he's come on. Christophe Porzingis. Christophe Porzingis has been on a tear as of late. Last eight games... 27.3 points per game, 10.9 rebounds, and three blocks, which was always a concern in, like, New York. He don't get enough rebounds, enough blocks. So, he at 10.9, which is Dagnar 11, and three blocks. The Mavs have been playing well. It's been helping them in the uh, playoff race. And it makes it harder for teams to defend Dallas because it's not just Luka Doncic now. If Kristoff and Luka Doncic with their role players really could ball out like this. They can make some noise. Chris stops through a little shade towards uh, New York. They asked him uh, <laughs> the last game he had, they was like, did it feel like a playoff atmosphere? He said, I mean, I wish I had that experience to tell you. Mm. Yeah, New York Knicks. Good old New York Knicks. Mm. But speaking of uh, some... Hot takes, comments. Katie has some comments on uh, the CBD use, marijuana. And he basically said, it's a plant that's put here for a reason. And it's to all bring us together, man. Hopefully it happens, especially in the NBA, on regards of the NBA taking it off their banned substance list. Now, just give you some perspective. MLB, they just passed to have CBD use. It's not on the ban list now in minor leagues. They didn't have to pass that for the major league because it's not on the ban list, period. MLB players can use CBD. The NHL, they don't punish their players that use CBD. The NFL currently, as we all know, the CBA they're voting on to take it off the ban list. The NBA is the last sports, big sports organization to even, you know, consider it, to make any changes. What's your thoughts? Should athletes, specifically in the NBA, should they be able to use CBD? Oh, I mean, I'm not I'm not even informed on CBD that much. So, I mean. CBD, marijuana. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I'm no, just I know, because CBD is more of the pure form. Marijuana mm-hmm. is what. I know a lot of people have a bad stigma about Mm -hmm. and oh yeah that's a gateway drug to cocaine and all that stuff a lot of people obviously do not agree with that um cbd has a lot of healing components that people don't really look into Mm -hmm. like al harrington was mentioning that it helped his grandmother with with her glaucoma and when he had three knee surgeries it actually helped him get back out on the court and with the inflammation and it helped a lot of players get to sleep you just played an nba game 
Mm-hmm. You train to play for four hours, but you only play forty minutes mm-hmm. if you a if you a star player. So you still you still up. Mm-hmm. What would you rather have them turn to alcohol, yeah. or let's say they have CBD gum? You eat this, boom boom, you able to go to sleep. You mellow down. You relax. Yeah, the up, the upside I can say I mean is it, it I mean from what studies are showing I mean it's better than the prescription you know pills that they uh, that Opioids they take. Yeah, or, so. Percocets, because mm-hmm. that stuff is very addictive. Like I do know that for a fact. Um, I mean, I have looked into what uh, Al Harrington said as well too about um, his viola. What evol- yeah, viola? Viola, yeah. Viola, yeah. So I mean, I mean, if studies are showing it. I mean, I mean, at least they should give it a test run. You know, mm-hmm. maybe a year or something like that, or maybe half the season just to see the effects, uh, see how the players are acting. You know, see the. You know, go back to the medical staff. Yo, I'm feeling this way. I'm feeling this. You know, mm-hmm. and just give it a shot at least. What's your thoughts? You you think players should be able to? Oh yeah, I'm. Oh, you know, I'm pro CBD, <laughs> all that stuff. Yeah, so I would be like on the. What's that? What's that? What's that? What did he call it when you like when you vote and like the people they count the votes? I'll be up there like. Yeah, you pro <laughs> pro yeah, pro yeah, cannabis yeah. like. Yeah. Athletes use it all you want, you know. <laughs> I think I think uh, it, it messes with the athlete when you smoke it like mm-hmm. out of a cigar or wherever elite does. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's probably like the most the most unhealthiest part of yeah. the whole situation. So mm-hmm. that's that's my take on it. Because if it wasn't for that, I'll probably be a little bit quicker. I have a little bit more stamina than be a little bit less lazy. Well. I think that's the drug part, the yeah. li- making you lazy. But you think if it, if for example, let's say the NBA is like, all right, we're gonna pass it that you can have CBD use, but you have to have it in the medical form of this of its purest form from different FDA approved companies, and you won't be allowed to smoke it. Like like he like Al Harrington said, you know they get food to the players after the games and stuff. Like what if there was a gummy? Like all right, take some gummies. Uh huh. Um, I don't know if if I had to go through that many qualifications just to you know use uh something that's gonna help me. Mm-hmm. I would just do it behind their back, like, cause I'm pretty sure most players do that now anyway, and they get away with it. Like, I'm pretty sure it's a whole bunch of people in the league right now just just using drugs, and then you just you just won't know because they not getting tested for it. Mm-hmm. Like Matt Barnes. And we all know he's he he liked to smoke weed like, like growing growing up and and throughout his career I didn't I didn't really know that until like after he retired mm-hmm. yeah. and then like it's on Instagram now like oh, well we all knew Ricky Williams liked to smoke and then you got Matt Barnes and then of course Al Harrington mm-hmm. since he promoting it you know like he had to have some type of background with it and then like. We all know, like, Ron Artest used to come to the game drunk or high or something, so. But as far as, like, CBD, I'm, I'm all for it, so that's, that's me. Your thoughts? I mean, I think maybe your Knicks could probably use it. That might help you him. You think James back. Dolan need it? Mm. So, yeah, James Dolan <laughs> need a little bit. <laughs> he takes some, he come need. on in. Come on in, Spike Oakley, too. Come on. Use whatever, use whatever entrance you want. <laughs> You need Ritalin too, but go ahead. It just comes down to like moderation. Like if you're abusing it and it, it's 
getting to the point where it's affecting your bottom line, which is making money and mm-hmm. your your job, then of course it's not good for you. But it does have healing components to it. So if if people do use it, if they do pass something that allows them to use it, just make sure they don't abuse it because that's how. I think they have to pass something, though, because it's hard for those players that play in states where it's legal. You see what I'm saying? Like, for example, the Denver Nuggets. It's legal there, mm-hmm. but you telling me it's on the ban list? You see what I'm saying? So I think in that aspect where if, for example, let's say somebody from Denver was like, yo, I'm a smoke, and I got tested positive for it, it could be a big lawsuit because it's like why am i not allowed to do it when i'm allowed it's legal in my state i think if somebody stood up and did something like that then the nba would have no choice then they would be forced their hand would be forced to do so i think it's just they going off the bad stigma of oh weed 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 Mm -hmm. again it's better wouldn't you want your players turn into cbd over alcohol or some of these pain meds that is addicting and they get out the league and now they need oh I gotta get this, I gotta have these meds I'm not Bob Marley a professional smoker or anything like that but I have yet to meet anybody and say oh I'm addicted to weed and from it has more components to help than hurt especially compared to what a lot of players turn to is because it's legal it's not on the ban list it's liquor Mm-hmm. Would you would you rather have your star player? Uh, I'm gonna roll up a blunt after the game, or you want him drinking a bottle of henny? That henny one, oh my god! <laughs> he won't even be ready to play the next day if he did that. Henny, Ciroc, hard liquor. Nah, I ain't talking about Bron and the Lakers. Oh yeah, we gonna have a glass of wine. Nah, hard liquor. I'm pretty sure Jr. was doing both at, <laughs> at a time. So, but Jr. is a different breed, bro. Like, uh, <laughs> you think he's just functional with it? Just he, that some people are able to do that. Like, I, look at the Rock. I'm not talking about drugs, but look at the Rock. He gets two or three hours of sleep. The average normal person, like, yo, how the heck he do that? The average normal player be like, nah, I can't drink and smoke before the game, but it worked out for him. Mm-hmm. Yo, what? Well, yeah. So it's different in that aspect. Um, I think they eventually are going to pass something. For the most part, the NBA typically is progressive and normally one of the first leagues always to do something to support what's going on, like with the situation when LeBron was starting to wear the, the hoodie for Trayvon Martin. Mm-hmm. NBA got right behind that. Like, all right, y'all all going to wear shirts supporting what's going on. So I think – They'll end up passing it. I'm just surprised it took so long, especially with the interview Al Harrington had with David Stern, where mm-hmm. he said, yeah, it should be taken off the ban list. Mm-hmm. The former commissioner is rocking with it, so I think it's just a matter of a time. Yeah, Adam, Sil- uh, Adam Silva's mad. Like, cool, he's down to earth more with the players than uh, uh, David, David Stern, Stern was. was yeah, yeah, he was a, a stickler. Um Speaking of, you know, we talking about that with David Stern and Adam Silver and making changes and how they have different approaches. Steph is back in the lineup for the Warriors. Now, some people have different approaches. Some say the Warriors should tank. They shouldn't have brought him back. Some say let him play. 
if you are Bob Myers for the Warriors, Steve Kerr, are y'all playing Steph or are y'all trying to take to get that top pick? I'm That's playing tough. Steph. Mm-hmm. I feel like you have to. I mean, what, you? if he's healthy, he's just not going to play? That's the whole thing. Like, if you're healthy, you play. You're mm-hmm. getting paid like $40 million a season to play. So if you're, if you're not, not healthy, then, of course, don't play. But if you can get out there and play, by all means. And, I mean, I think they took out tanking, really, after last year because they changed up the, the lottery, the lottery mm-hmm. odds. So, I mean, the Pelicans won the lottery last year, and they weren't even in the top ten yeah. for, for the odds. So it kind of evens it out, and that's how they kind of eliminate the the tanking aspect. But I mean, I know I want to see stuff out there balling mm-hmm. like that. For uh, your perspective, with a team that loves to try to get lottery picks, mm-hmm. what's your perspective on it? <laughs> Yo, why are you taking shots at me? <laughs> no, I said just play them in moderation because first you don't want to get you want you don't want, you want them to get hurt again. But yeah. you do, but you do want you know he's still gotta have the feel for the game and stuff. You know what I'm saying? I just. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't go out there, yeah, yeah, go, you know, 40 minutes, you know, like, nah. Yeah, they like, moderated him on yeah. uh, the game that he And then you got to get your, you got to get your young players developed, too. I mean, if you even decide to keep them, but, I mean, they got some hoopers over there, so let them play. I mean, you want them to get their minutes in, too. They got to mm. develop. That's the main thing. Uh, I mean, he, yeah, to answer your question, he has to play, though. If you're healthy, you play. And you the owner, worse. you got an option to play stuff or rest or. You gonna play stuff? Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna let him play, but definitely on like some type of time restriction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't want him getting really hurt, especially if we not want to make the playoffs. Like, cause if he get hurt again, it's just gonna cut into next season. So, how how long would you keep him on minute restriction? The rest of the year? Um, because think about it, Steph. I, honestly, I don't even know how many games they are behind like that eighth spot, and, <laughs> and, it, and it really depends on that. Well, right now they are. Wow, that's bad. They bad. <laughs> like wow, yeah, that's bad. So yeah, if they bad, like then I'll just let them play, but I won't let them go like stupid hard, like Johan said. Like yo, they seventeen and a half games back right now. That's yeah, and it, tough. And it, so they gotta win every game pretty much outright. And the hope that the other teams lose, which also yeah. has to, uh, you know, so yeah. that's a lot. Yeah, you know, they got young players, so you got to see how they fit next to Steph. Right, which so is that's the whole point of like him coming back and playing is like they, you they get called to see. a few guys up from the G League. I mean, they they've been balling too. Yeah, but those guys realistically aren't going to play that much if mm-hmm. Steph, Clay, Draymond, yeah, yeah. all these guys are healthy. Mm-hmm. So the point is like seeing how these guys will fit when the whole team is back together and mm-hmm. healthy again. He well, might this not even is, be there. This is Golden State, though. Mm-hmm. How they build their organization, it was through. <laughs> What they had already. And then what's the, the draft point? what's the point of tanking? They're probably going to trade that pick. What's the point of tanking from a Knicks fan? <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here, man. <laughs> well, I know the NBA was happy for them to be back because that's one of their most electrifying, entertaining players. A lot of the NBA players tweeted about how happy he was back. LeBron tweeted, happy to see Steph back out there again. Nothing like being in your sanctuary. The game missed you. Speaking of Bron Bron, Lakers, 
The Lakers made a couple of signs. Uh, they signed Dion Waiters. Uh, right now, they're saying that also that they might be getting Jr. as an addition. Also, Joe Kim Noah has been signed by the Clippers along with Reggie Jackson recently. We all have come to an agreement when it comes to the West. It's between the Lakers and the Clippers. In this battle of L.A., who had the best free agent pickups, and who do y'all see being? The one that wins the battle of L.A. Clippers or Lakers? I know you were saying Joe Kim Noah was a the better pickup for I Clippers. I like Joe Kim Noah. I think Joe Kim Noah's a dog. Um, I like Reggie Jackson too. He's a dog, and um, I don't like that Dion Waiters pickup for uh, L.A. Mm. I, maybe I maybe I just don't like Dion Waiters. I don't know. Mm. I feel like they should. I mean, I think they should pick the. Uh, yeah, first, I'm, I'm the reason I'm laughing is because of that little meme thing they sent, and he's yeah. like, they, they don't like his pitch or whatever like that. <laughs> yeah, well, I could I could tell you didn't like the waiters uh, pickup. I, I just don't like waiters. He texted like, the group chat first thing he said, oh, y'all picked up the CBD gummy guy? <laughs> yeah, like. Deanna walking Over JR? He's a walking but Who's had a better career? JR or Deion? Of course, JR. JR. Oh, okay. But that's more time put in. Oh, okay. Yeah, he got that experience on his belt, you know? Okay. Somebody had to go through overweight issues, you know, having panic attacks from CBD gummies and all this stuff, you know, like. Hey, mental health is serious. Dion put Kyrie in the headlock. I know it's your boy. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, my boy. uh, JR was over here throwing suits at uh, the coaches (laughs) and stuff like that. You don't think that play a factor in the decision making? Hey, man. (laughs) What's your thoughts? I mean, who do you think is going to win the battle of L.A.? We know who's winning the battle of the tri-state area, but battle of L.A. (laughs) I mean, I think LeBron and the Lakers are going to take it, but what we're talking about best free agent pickup? Yeah, both things. Who's going to win the battle of LA and who had the better free agent pickups this week? I like the the Clippers pickups. I like the I guess Noah. He's he's all right. But mainly the Reggie Jackson pickup. Yeah, he's already been he fits in perfectly. Yeah. Right? With uh Beverly you got Lou Will, like, they guards is solid. They still got Shamit, but then that bench, Trez. So deep. Mm-hmm. You got Trez, Lou Will. I just saw the other day that ball movement is beautiful. They did Trez, drove in, Lou Will, open shot, decided not to shoot it. Mm-hmm. Kicked it, wide open three, boom, bottom of the net. Going back down. To me, as a Lakers fan, I think obviously the Lakers going to win the battle of L.A. In regards of the better pickup, I would say the Lakers had the better pickup because we need to actually bolster our bench. Joe King Noah is already added to a bench that's deep. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. The Lakers needed to add more to their bench. Yeah. So for me, that was a more significant pickup. Joe King... Yeah, that's going to help. Him and Zubak probably split time and things of that nature. You got Noah for the playoffs. He's been there, done that. A lot of experience. But the bigger impact, I think, is going to be Deion Waiters. How many minutes really is Noah going to see, especially with that rotation? They deep, they deep, deep. He don't got to see a lot of minutes. But then the better impact would be Deion Waiters. That's my my opinion and view on it. We're going to have Deion Waiters playing more minutes and have – He's going to have a more impact on the game 
than a Joe King Noah would. I personally agree that I thought they was going to go with JR first. But the thing is, you got to look at the other aspect. Deion Wade is assigned to Clutch Sports. Yeah. Clutch Sports is ran by LeBron's best friend. Mm-hmm. LeBron's on the Lakers, do one and one. Math oh, yeah. makes sense. I also thought that, I also think they picked up Joe Kim Noah, first of all, for the playoffs, and second, to be annoying. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he's going to annoy people on defense. That's mm-hmm. his thing. You know, he's going to get his rebounds, and he's going to annoy people. You know, so it's the little things that are going to make the impact with Joe Kim Noah. Yeah, he might not go out there and get 10 points mm-hmm. or, you know, but he, man, he'll get you 10 rebounds, though. Those 10 rebounds are going to be effective. So you know? do you think that um, him playing limited minutes, he plays 10 minutes, for mm-hmm. example, right? You think those 10 minutes that's really – stretch. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. a real stretch. You think those 10 minutes is going to be that annoying to put that much mm-hmm. of an impact on the game? I do. Wow. That's I do. 10 minutes. You'll see it, though. See it. Ten minutes in a in the series where it's the Lakers, Clippers when they meet. Mm-hmm. I don't think he would have a. We're gonna go to Buffalo Wild Wings. You gonna treat and we gonna um, watch. To uh, treat, I don't know about that treat. aspect. Your pockets deep. You got it. Yeah, they are. Oh. <laughs> hey. Speaking of free agent pickups, dang, my transitions be good. Speaking of free agent pickups, your Knicks are actually doing something right. Not They're a free looking, agent, though. I said have to possible free agent pickups. Like, could you let me <laughs> do my transition? He got like that. <laughs> he got the snap. Or not a free agent, though. Like. He got that James Dolan in him. Yo, exactly. The Knicks are eyeing CP3 for next year, who is still under contract. Dang, like, if he would have let me finish, I was going to get to the fact that he got $41.4 right right on the books for next season. The Knicks are eyeing him to piece him because they see what he's doing at OKC with the young pieces over there. They are trying to, you know, create that same thing with their young pieces with a R.J. Barrett, a Kevin Knox, a Lonjo Trier. Since you were eager to respond, what are your thoughts on the Knicks eyeing CP3? <laughs> I mean, it could be a ploy to just take some of the Spike Lee talks away. Because, I mean, what is an aging... 40 million a year point guard gonna do to help us. I mean, he can clearly help us, but one, in a trade, you'd have to trade like seven guys to match salary. So it's not, it doesn't, it's not like it's an easy thing to do. Y'all have salary, y'all, y'all will have salary cap next season. Not that much. I mean, true. We could take him on, but I don't know. I mean, what would be a better option for y'all? I mean, I guess it'd be all right for a year. Yeah, it'd be a year rental. And maybe that could help develop your young pieces. Uh, you got to look at it at this aspect, too. What I would view as a Knicks GM, the other thing where they mentioned CB3 because you got Leon Rose. He used to be his agent. So yeah. you got that connection there. Outside of that, probably CB3 would never come. So this would be the only option and maybe if you get cp3 another star comes along with him um i would wait till the draft happens i don't know if they're gonna wait i was gonna say i would wait till the draft happens because y'all could get a young if we get a young point guard then i'm not taking minutes away from him you gotta think about this too as leon rose you the new person in charge right Mm -hmm. the knicks again we've stated this have been an organization a team of mediocrity when you get in that position of leadership now, are you going to try to win now? Or are you going to sell the Knicks again like the Knicks fans? Hey, give us time. 
give us a couple five more years and you know we might have a winning product out there dang five more years it's gonna take some time we're not gonna be able to win next year maybe not the year after that it's just probably not we gotta draft well You hear the, you hear this guy right? This team never made the finals, but that's that's beyond me. When the last time y'all made the finals? Twenty years ago. I was, I was alive. Like, Chamberlain is like, I was alive when they, they made it. Goodness gracious! Your team is. That's why Walt Frazier's so hard on y'all now. Like, oh, See, I lost my train of thought. Talking to this, <laughs> this guy in his. You scrubs. good? You were saying it's going to take time, and that it won't be a winning product right, right immediately. I mean, my opinion, and I'm going to let our other two comment on this. Last thing I'll say on this, though, is like, y'all not going to win the finals, but you could put a winning product out there as in, hey, we made the playoffs. Yeah, Yeah. we made the playoffs. That's an improvement. We made the eighth seed, the ninth seed. And with how the East is set up, yeah, the East has better talent now, but it's still weak on that bottom half. So you could win – you could be 38, 38 games, get you into the playoffs in the East. So I think mm. it's something to look at. What's y'all thoughts on it? Would y'all pick up CP3, his fat contract, all of that? I'll pick CP up just because he got that he, he got that dog in him. and A point guard. Yeah, he, he'll put that dog in the, in the other younger players. Like, mm-hmm. And, like, you want, you want somebody like that on your team to, to you know, put that – that Kobe mentality to any these other players, like, oh, you don't, you don't, you don't want the ball, you you don't, you don't wanna, you don't want this clutch bucket before before we went to the fourth quarter. Then I'll I'll take the shot. So, mm, I just I just I just like CP. Like, you 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 like playing with people like that anyway. Of course, yourself. he makes them he makes them better. Word. So you guys, Timberwolves, that is just got an additional point guard and. D'Angelo Russell, you feel is going to help your team mm-hmm. win like two more games. Okay. Um, for the Knicks and their situation, you know, y'all just got a point guard. Would you think it'd be wisest for them to trade for CP3? You already know he's going to hate, no. but let's hear no. let's hear your take. No, I keep the young talent. CP3, yeah, CP3's aging. No, let him rock over there. Let him rock over there. Okay, see. So you don't think. Him coming over. Let's say you could keep the young talent. Nah, we would keep how? the young talent. We're not gonna trade. Then how you? Then how you gonna get them? I'm saying, off season they could give up draft picks. OKC is stacking up draft picks. Mm-hmm. You could maybe give away, for example, somebody that's not really in your rotation. You could give up Alonzo Trier, for example. That's a good young piece, but that's See. a piece that could be put on the trade block. And that's why I was saying it all it. depends on the mindset of Leon Rose. Are you trying to win now? And not using That's the only thing. right now? Nah, he's not really in a rotation. And you, me and you both had talks. So we don't killing. understand why. But he hasn't really been in a rotation. So players like that, that's have fell out of good graces with the coaching staff for whatever reason. They could be put on there as a possible option. Nah. Do you then take CP3? I don't see CP3 changing, changing the Knicks and it's like, oh, we're going to make the playoffs now. Nah. They ain't see that was going to happen with OKC, though. Uh, but no, it's the Knicks. We good. I ain't think I ain't think OKC would be as good as they were. No, I didn't either. Honestly. Oh man. But OKC not the Knicks though. So <laughs> the Knicks just got a way to just mess things up. You know what I'm saying? So 
You know how that go. I don't, but you a Cowboys fan, right? And you know how that go. Yeah, but we still have made the playoffs more yeah. recent than the Knicks. That's a fact. But you know that's that's a whole nother sport, mm. whole nother day. <laughs> you a bandwagon fan, anyhow? What? Did you hear his story of how he became a Green Bay Packers fan? A bandwagon? How his, oh, his yeah, mom, yeah, his yeah, mom, mom found the jersey. She yeah, found yeah. one at the, in the garbage at Salvation <laughs> Army. <laughs> he just threw it on. I like the colors green and yellow. Ooh, hey, it's nah, nice. Yeah, nah. I rocked it forever. He, he asked her, like, oh, what team is this? He didn't even know. He just put it on. <laughs> Yo, that's funny. Speaking of, I think the whole situation is funny. Um, the Draymond... Charles Barkley thing, you know, Charles Barkley has been going at Draymond for years, for for years now. Triple single. Triple single. Yeah, he's thrown uh, a lot of shade, and he basically was talking about how the Lakers game, he was quoted saying, yeah, he quit on the game, and he just, he purposely got his second technical so he could sit in the back because he didn't want to keep playing. And he was saying how now it's no Steph, it's no Clay. Let's see what he could do now. He ain't been doing nothing, according to Charles Barkley. So he was like, don't ever again y'all tell me who I could say can't play and who can't play. He's not good. <laughs> Draymond responded, which this is where I think this is the comedy of this whole thing. Barkley should stop before I go take his job. Ooh, blocked out. Barkley should stop before I go take his job, though, because I can do that well, too. He already didn't make enough money playing, so he needs that job. He should stop talking to me. I like to have a tendency to end people, so he should stop before I take his job also. I don't give a damn about what no fans think or who they put the blame on. A lot of people can't even talk to me about basketball. They're not smart enough. Mm. And he mentioned how... Charles Barkley, he said he's not even allowed to have this conversation or talk to him. He can't sit at the table because he has no rings. Mm. So nice you don't have like, that much. Sounds like Shaq now. <laughs> you don't have that Real much expensive. to say. Mm. So in this situation, Draymond obviously has not been having the best statistical year in this regard with everything going on with, you know, Clay out, Steph being out, the young players. What are your thoughts on this whole back and forth, this beef that is going on between Draymond and Charles Barkley, Sir Charles? I don't know why Draymond feels like he should respond. Like that's Charles's job. He he's one of those funny guys on TNT. Gives these hot takes. I mean, we know everybody knows Draymond is good in his role so like charles barkley coming at him that's <laughs> he wouldn't come at you if you weren't doing anything he will he yeah a you, he a coon <laughs> he a coon that's seen, a fact though <laughs> you've seen chuck sometimes continue to go on teams and he has a lot of hot takes so i don't think I think if Draymond was playing well, he still has something to say. Like he's hinted at it. Like when Draymond plays well, I could do that. I could get ten, eight, and, and eight. Like <laughs> I did that in my sleep. And something that a stat that came out 
this obviously is his worst statistical year. Draymond is averaging around 10 points, around seven boards, five assists. Triple Chuck's, Chuck's worst <laughs> year, statistical year, Chuck Charles Barkley was averaging 21 points and eight and six. On his worst cool, but he statistical could, he, he year. He can hoop, though. He was definitely hooping. He was dominant. I'll say that. But now in his like TNT role, I mean, he, he, like you said, he's doing his job. So, if you Draymond, you responded to this? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm always talking. So, yeah. I'm definitely responding. <coughs> so, you Sorry. were all the smoke. I'm yeah. all the smoke. Team and sensitive over here. <laughs> no, not sensitive. I'm just going to talk my talk. He He's always mentioning Draymond. Nah, you're not going to keep just speaking on me. In this situation, you feel Draymond right? Charles is right? Um, I don't know. Would I respond to to Charles? Probably just just to entertain it, yeah, to get it off my chest. <laughs> I definitely, I definitely pulled the rain card. The rain, oh, that's the, the easiest card. The rain to card pull. always gets pulled. The easiest card to pull. <laughs> that's that's what he wants. He wants you to respond. So it's like, oh yeah. So the rain card, focused. the rain card is coming out then. So you gonna you gonna be reminded that the only ring you got is a USA <laughs> Olympic ring. Yeah, I mean, but then. For players that's like a Draymond, a Kobe, mm-hmm. that talk trash, they not really losing focus though. Mm-mm. You feel me? It just like, fuels them. It yeah. fuels them. Like Draymond, we all know the Paul Pierce situation. Paul Pierce on the bench talking. Mm-hmm. You just mad. They don't love you. Mm-hmm. Like they Kobe. Give you that yeah. They don't yeah. give you that <laughs> love. Yeah, yeah that, that was funny. That's a part of his <laughs> DNA. Like, I get it. He was going to respond just because that's Draymond. Mm hmm. But I don't. I mean, look at their season. What focus is being taken off though? Like he he's not even playing. That's the thing. He's talking back, and he's not even playing right now. He busy getting deals, man. You, he, you he, saw he just Converse got that Converse deal. deal. Yeah. Shout out to Draymond. The Converse, Converse deal. deal. That stuff. They look. Weak. They look better than the uh, way of Wades. Yo, what oh you think about the way of Wades? Would you wear the way of Wades? I would not wear any Converse <laughs> athletic shoe. Besides, no Converse? The besides the Chucks. What about uh, Dwayne Wade sneakers? You think you seen them? Uh, yeah, I seen them. When when Draymond got signed, some somewhere on Instagram, they was reposting like mm-hmm. the Flash. You feel me? Old case. I'm like, damn, he really used to be kicking up in those and, and like. Hmm. I, I like to this day. To way away, way away. I ugly. will not. I think <laughs> to this day. I will not. <laughs> I think it was good he got that back. In regards to this whole situation, though, it's like it's Charles Barkley's job. Yeah, since you've been in the league, you know how Charles Barkley is, though. Like, mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. this is Charles Barkley. I don't see anything wrong with him responding. But this bringing is, up the rings is petty. So what? How? What do you mean how? how? So what's wrong with being? He got petty no though? rings, no chips. <laughs> what's wrong with being? So petty? He, chips. he put the team yeah. on his back and won those rings. That's basically what he's saying. What's Wait, wrong Draymond petty, is though? saying that? Yeah. No, he's not. No, no. Miles is like, like Miles. why bring up the rings if you? <laughs> because <laughs> like, you have no rings, you're not qualified to talk to me. What are you right. talking to me about? But when he, he, play, he played. A, he was the guy. He played a Draymond. major role in it, though. It'd be different if. My man, uh, uh, the one that's on the Raptors right now, that was uh, with the Warriors. He got two rings. He he was on there for um, 
for two years, he the uh, oh, Pat McCall. Pat McCall. Now, mm-hmm. if Pat McCall brought up that conversation, like, yo, you can't talk to me. I got rings. Come on, bro. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You ain't. That's a different. Up. Yeah, that's a different. Exactly. Conversation. He can't. Draymond fits. He right? can't. Bring Draymond that is not the star, but he plays exactly in his role, and he sets. If there was no, up. yeah, if there was no Draymond, they probably wouldn't get. That's a fact. Two of those rings. Mm-hmm. Two of those rings. Now, when KD KD came, obviously, that's the ultimate cheat code. But <laughs> that first year, especially. Their big three was Steph, Clay, Draymond. It was. He could bring up the rings. At least one of them. I got one ring where I was really a major factor in it. You can't. I mean, talk they also me. lucked out that first year because they had to just go up against a single Bron. Hey, the thing is, you play who's in front of you. I got rings though. You don't. Yeah, Kyrie did get hurt, and Kevin Love so, got hurt. So. I have I have rings, but you don't. Right, they well, lucked up. So, there you go. Next man up. So. Sports, sports is crazy how things just play out. Like, I was just watching the game one from uh, the, the Cavs, the Warriors, when uh, JR got that big <laughs> rebound, yo. Big <laughs> rebound over KD. That rebound was so big. And just for him to dribble out the time, yo. He just lost what was going on in his head. Like, they could have won it's that the, game. It's they the finals. I was literally talking about that with my coworker the other day. I'm like, yo. Out of all games, though, the finals. Yeah. The game how do you, one, too. Game one. How do you say after the game? In Golden State. He was like, he was just on uh, all the smoke. He was, he was like, they asked him about it. Huh? He said, he nah, said he about they it asked him, like, yo, what happened? Mm-hmm. He said, yo, I just ain't know what the score was. What? <laughs> In the NBA finals, game one. <laughs> and it put it really put LeBron James' 51 points to waste. 51 points in the finals. My man was dog-tied after that. And it came into a loss. And it wasn't like, you know, those games where somebody had 65 and they jocked. Mm -hmm. Nah, those was a 51. With dimes. Well calculated. Mm -hmm. That was the most unselfish 51 points. He could have went for 70, but that beginning of the game, yeah, yeah, I'm going to get you set up. He really could have went for 70. And for all that to be a loss... That one's tough. That might be a factor. They might have asked, you know, Rob Palenka might have been like, hey, Bron, waiters or JR? He might have had a flashback and was like, no, 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 no. Don't. <laughs> JR, JR got to go. Too, don't do it. He might have, you know, started shaking in the locker room like, JR, no, no, don't don't bring him back. Um, we won't end the show with, with this. We have on our show Slim Jim Jet, who is in the music. So I don't see any way better to end the show. If you had to choose five albums that you had to live with for the rest of your life just five oh man what are the five albums you're going with yo that is very hard i'm i'm really going to go and blur them out uh probably drake take care mm-hmm. uh i need travis scott's um not the last album that came out the the i think in the, in the night or, or I'm out of the Bro- oh, Brian- birds and birds in the night. Yeah, that whatever that one is, that one. Um, damn. Third one is Tory Lanez. Is I got. I'm sorry. I need two. I need two from Tory. Uh, the one that just came out because Chicks Take Five. That's still on. That's still on repeat and shuffle. Chicks Take Five, cool, but nah, you talking about Huncho Jack for uh, Travis Scott? No, nah, that's the one with Quavo. Astro World. But- the one before that, before Astro. Oh, Birds in the Trap. Yeah, that, gotcha. that album. That album. Was so we got Birds in the Trap, Take Care. We got 
Tory Lanez is Tory Lanez, Chick Steps Five, Tape Five. And, that's uh, three. Tory Lanez had an album before that. I think it's called Why Don't You Love Me or something like that. So we got two Tory Lanez up there. Yeah, it's just because I'm gonna have to put one classic up there. Damn, like a classic from like when we was in high school, probably. Oh, uh, I said take care, right? Yeah, take care. By the way, the other album was Love Me Now, Reloaded by Tory Lanez. That's the other one you got up there. Yeah, Love Me Now. That is. I was going through some stuff, but uh, <laughs> damn, I can't even put no classic one up there. No, no, no. Yeah, I did. I need to. Let me put it 50 Cent. Uh, I'm about to snap on you, man. Let him get through his last one. 50 Cent, which one? Get uh, Rich or Die Trying? Probably so. Get Rich or Die Trying? That one got so many classics. It's like. Facts. 50 Cent was ahead of his time, yo. And uh, so, you obviously don't agree with his list. Nope. Mind nope. you, this is his personal list. Like he said, Love Me Now was something I was going I through. Got, I got straight. No Wayne? I got bangers on there. We were talking about, oh yeah, see, I, I, I said. <laughs> no Carter 3? Take care. So Wayne is on Take Care, so that's enough for me. That's crazy. He he, he on like, I don't know if man, uh, what's it, the motto? He's yeah. on there, and he's on another one. He's on like three three songs on that album. Last thing we gonna ask you, and we'll wrap it up. Since we are a sports show, we were talking about basketball. Give me your starting five oh. musicians, artists, rap, R and B. Oh, give me your starting five. Damn, at the point we going Drizzy. Oh, damn, this is hard too. Like J Cole got be up there. Dead or alive? Dead or alive. Um, mm, Biggie. Biggie. Two more. Two more. Two more. Two more. All right, Wiz, because Wiz Khalifa was my favorite rapper mm-hmm. like in high school. So, and he did have bars back in the day. Mm, this last one. <laughs> last one is just like. Let me just say Jay-Z. Jay-Z? All right. Last thing I just thought about this, which would be the perfect way to end, especially since you are pro-CBD, pro-cannabis, pro-weed. <laughs> if you were, give a different perspective, keeping it in the sports realm, if you a GM mm-hmm. and you picking your five, you picking your team, you got to draft your team of – the best smokers, weed heads, whatever, you, however you want to look at it. Who's your top five that you pick on your team to smoke with? Dead uh, or alive? Wiz, Snoop. Uh, oh, he was ready. Yeah. It's, it's, it's <laughs> he like, had it written down on that paper right there. It's a bunch of... It's, it's people, people really love like that drug, so it's like... When you mess around with it, you just... You know everything about it, and then everything around it. I want to hear the five. You the got Wiz and Snoop. Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne. Uh, damn, two more. Dead or Alive. I need somebody that's going to make me laugh when I'm high. So, Currency not up there, too? I need I need Dave Chappelle. Right? Dave Chappelle. <laughs> he about to be fried. <laughs> Dave Chappelle probably one of the best people to be around. <laughs> 
But um, uh, last one, I don't even care, man. Throw DMX in there. DMX. Oh, nah. <laughs> Yo, that's laced. And he get high, high. <laughs> so, that's laced. So, that's angel dust so right baby, there. baby, welcome to the party. Give <laughs> <laughs> me lit. Yeah. All right, man. This concludes episode five. Make sure you follow us. You subscribe. We are on all streaming platforms. This is Benchmob. We out. Hey. Right. Peace.